Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the October 2022 edition of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. It's been a while. It's been a while since I first saw you. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd go there. That's nice. That's nice. Our first show in a month. It's it's a pleasure to be here with you on Thursday, October 20th for our monthly, our first monthly episode. This is the October edition, like I said up top. 2022, it's important to note that in case we're still doing this in a few years, uh, you know, 20 episodes from now when it's two years from now. That's crazy to think. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, I know, I know. So we'll keep rocking with this new format as long as possible. Uh, we have some changes to the show, but not too many. It's going to be largely the format you're used to. We're not doing just one pick of the week anymore. We're going to do uh, multiple picks of the month, however many we want. And so we're kind of just opening it up to that, like picks of the month. And so uh, we're not going to name it that, but point being is we'll go from there. We'll do trivia just until this trivia challenge is over. Then we'll kind of scrap trivia because monthly trivia is a tough thing to to kind of keep up with. But we're going to start tonight in the music space. And, you know, normally if you'd say, hey, we're off for four weeks or I think it's been three or four weeks. Uh, we'd have like a boatload of stuff. No, we're not doing that anymore. Notice at the top of the show, I didn't say where we recap all of the month's nerdy news because it's not about that anymore. This is really about us coming together with the topics we want to talk about now. So if it's important, we're going to talk about it. We still have a breadth of things. If you follow us on social, you saw that when I said, hey, here's the topics for the night. You know, we got a boatload of stuff to talk about. However, it's not going to be a full month recap because then we'd be here for four, five, six hours and just ain't yeah. nobody got time yeah. for that. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm, I'm battling a really bad cold, so I will be coughing a lot. I'm going to try to use the mute as much as I can for that. But if it's in the middle of me talking, sometimes going to be unavoidable. So I do apologize in advance if you hear me coughing at all tonight. Uh, and then from music, we'll do just one thing in television. Sam's going to give his uh, final thoughts on. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. It's now over, season one. Um, so we're going to hear his thoughts on that. Movies, ton of stuff to talk about. Wakanda Forever got a trailer. The Mario movie got its debut trailer. Like, literally two or three weeks ago, I've been I've been waiting on to talk about this. So I'm totally excited to talk about that. Marvel's had some, some bad news in the Marvel world. Um, yeah. DC's had some good news. So we're going to talk about that in the movie. Sam will take over in gaming. I'm going to give my thoughts on Mario plus Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. Very early impressions. Uh, we got Silent Hill news and Resident Evil news and God of War Ragnarok news and Pokemon news and Crash Bandicoot news before Sam takes us home with a CGC spotlight. So you could tell Mario movie, Pokemon, uh, God of War, Crash Bandicoot, shit we care about. And we hope you do as well. But Sam, what do you think this is? I, I hope it's a nice cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a nice cold can of something, baby. Hmm. Probably maybe like cherry Coke. <laughs> no, regular Coke. Whenever I'm sick, ah, okay. whenever I'm sick, you know how everybody has their comfort thing? Yeah. Mine is Coke out of a can. That's been my comfort sick thing. The bubbles. Huh. I made it up in my head when I was younger that the bubbles helped my throat. So, and it has to be from a can. And my wife bought me a 12 pack of just a mini can. She doesn't want to kill me with the sugar and stuff. Oh, but I, what a good wife. Yeah. I have the little tiny mini cans. I'm going to be sipping that throughout the episode tonight. My little Sam used to drink on the pod when we did this. Remember that? You used to have like wine or 
Yeah, dude, it was wine or a beer to it. It was good, but you know, today it just boring water and and propel, so yeah, nothing special good. today. I just got my nice little can of Coke on the show, Sam. This is weird. I don't. This isn't customary anymore. We can't start what we customarily do because we don't have picks of the week. But what you been up to? Well, um, sadly, our uh, you couldn't make it last week when we got to watch the. Eagles game, our boy Murph, and we went to Pinos. We got to play some poker, and again, I whooped that ass. I whooped everyone's ass. Sorry, Murph, had to beat you, Pino. I'm sorry to beat you in your own crib, but you know it would have been nice if you were there too, Greg. It would have felt complete if I beat everyone together, but you know just to get the W again in poker, it felt good. <clears throat> uh, Eagles undefeated. You know, again, yeah, you it's it's playoffs for Phillies. It, it's for for just. Philadelphia sports, it's been pretty good. We got the Flyers undefeated. Well, they Sixers lost last own. night. They lost. Yeah, oh, oh, they did three lose. And, this. Okay, three and one. They're three and one. All right, well, three and one. It's it's still solid. It's still a winning record. <laughs> Sixers lost, but Phillies one and one, and Eagles are six and zero. Oh. So it, it's pretty good for Philadelphia sports. So I'm I'm, I'm actually just pretty excited for tomorrow, as as you are, I'm sure, to be home for Game Three of uh, this Phillies playoff game. So. Hype for that. Um, I think I mentioned last pod. I, I don't know if I did or not, but I did finish um, you hockey show. That last episode still slaps. I mean, when you talk about last, like last episodes of an anime being the best, hold up. Hockey show is one of the best. I still got teary eyed at the end. It still slaps. I am now on to Roni Kenshin. I watched the first, I believe, eight episodes. Still underrated. I always say Roni Kenshin. It needs to be remastered on Blu-ray because the DVDs, it just, it, it needs the justice it, it deserves. So please remaster that in Blu-ray. Thank you very much. Um, I also did finish She-Hulk. Uh, that was nine episodes, Disney+. Plus. I, I just thought it was okay. Um, I've seen some people say it was the best um, Disney Plus Marvel show. No, um, I, I think it was better than, I, I did enjoy it better than uh, WandaVision. I still feel like that that is one of my least favorites that that they released. Um, CGI I, I thought was a negative aspect throughout the entire show. Maybe the last episode it got a smidge better, but I, I still feel like they never perfected it. I, I still feel like they've ruined our Hulk. Uh, I I miss the Edward Norton. I I am just not a fan of the Mark Ruffalo. Um, I, I where's just rank? Where's uh, She Hulk rank in terms of like Moon Knight? I enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed Moon Knight more than She Hulk. I I basically watched She Hulk for Dare to see Daredevil. Um, uh, spoiler alert: He was only in two episodes. Um, even I I honestly wish he was only in one because the last episode he he didn't even need to be there. I I just just thought it was kind of dumb. Uh, I know people raved about the the last episode, the finale. I I just thought it was okay. It had its, its awesome moments of breaking the fourth wall. Um. But the overall villain, I, I kind of just, it, it just, I fell a little flat for me. Um, they introduced a new character. I don't, I, did, I, did I say it on the pod? I don't, the, I don't know if you want to say, I don't want, I keep it spoilers. But the big spoilers final cameo at the end? Yeah, he, he, no, looked, he no, absolutely no. looks horrible. Yeah. Like sure horrible. Is. So like, I mean, I would say two out of the uh, nine episodes I really enjoyed of S.H.I.E.L.D. Other episode was the Royce Cairo episode when he played the, the magician. I really enjoyed that episode. I think that was three or four in, in episode eight was my favorite with it's the big one with Daredevil. So you have to get through eight to see him. Um, you know, watch it, you know, make your own opinion. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't add that as a pick as a week. Just watch episode eight. If you want to see Daredevil, 
Um, but Andor, I would say, jumping onto another Disney Plus topic, I would say this is uh, it, it's refreshing. Besides the last episode, they mentioned Palpatine, one word, and it just I, I flashbacks back to the movies, and I, it was bad flashbacks. <laughs> I, I I don't like I, I I don't like Palpatine. I don't want to see Palpatine. I know that in the story it works, but I I just don't want to hear the name Palpatine. Some well, people are saying it's better than Mandalorian. And, and, and I and I wouldn't, you know, if that's how people feel, I get it. But I would Mandalorian is still my favorite. But I ain't gonna lie, I am liking Andor way more than I thought I was going to. I'm not the episode before the one that dropped. What, are, what did they release? Seven episode six so far has been my favorite. I thought that was just tension filled. There were stakes. That was actually a laser battle. Episode six of Andor so far was my favorite. That was that was awesome. That truly, I think, if if you want something fresh of, you know, you don't get mention of of Palpatine until episode seven. At least episode six, it was just like this own story. The tensions were high. Not everyone makes it, so it's like the, the stakes. Not just they just shoot, and no one dies. Like it, th- this actually, I, I felt something. They they, I mean, yeah, it's tr- twelve episodes for the first season, twelve for the second. We still got a lot to go, so I, I just hope they can keep my interest. But I would say so far seven, I'm in there again. Get to episode six. I thought it was phenomenal. <clears throat> but my mail, I would say my number one pick of the week, you know, staying on Disney Plus is Werewolf by Night. I think this is one of the best things Marvel has ever done. Period. Period. They, I, I just don't think Michael G, uh, Giacchino. He is usually a composer, music guy. He did the music. He directed. I believe that he made his directorial debut with Werewolf by Night. This was a all black and white, very little color at the end, you know, like the last credit, last scene or whatever. But for the most part, it is a black and white noir, like a nod to like the um, like um, the Dracula, classic, like Frankenstein, yeah, like the classic, classic horror. horror. The elements were there. This was something completely different. I, I, I hope Marvel dips their toe back. I, I want more of this. Screw their Marvel formula. I went dive all into the werewolf by night. I, I thought this was phenomenal. It was only 52 minutes, like super short. Um, Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell. Werewolf by night was awesome. I loved it was an actual costume. It wasn't a CGI, just werewolf. There was an awesome cameo for another um, underused Marvel character. And I think he might, might, he might even steal the show. Uh, Does it begin with an F? No. Okay. No. Um, but it, it definitely surprised me, and I, I think we will definitely see more use. I, I hope of both these characters because it, they were they were phenomenal. I, everyone, the music, the tone, that there might have been one or two jump scares that got me. And I was okay, you know, like that old school, you know. And I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this one I I was pleasantly surprised. I liked it. Way I, I enjoyed it more than Moon Knight. This Werewolf by Night was was well done. Kudos to them for for taking the swing on this. I hope we get more of this. Um, like you, you know, watching Game Changers, still doing that. Were they on two two or three episodes dropped? Four. Uh, four. Today was four. I didn't watch today's yet. Yeah, I, I didn't watch today's yet either. I know three was probably one of our least favorites. Yeah, I didn't like that one. You know, it wasn't no, nothing too much there for me. Um, but. Other than that, I think that's all that I've been watching. I'm still watching C. I think I'm on the second season, still enjoying that. 
I know they just wrapped up their uh, series finale. I, I saw Jason Mo post something, but I didn't read it because I figured some spoiler was involved. So I just kind of stayed away from that. And, you know, just You're on uh, season two of that. Yeah, see, season You're two, episode, episode seven. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't think there's only eight episodes each each, each season. So I figure I only have what eight or nine left. Season, so. uh-huh. hey, I see what you did there. But yeah, so I just you know again, so much stuff out right now. Thankfully, it's been good. Maybe I added some stuff to my top three. So we're getting there. Only a couple, uh, two months left. Yeah, it's been fun this past month to like not have to have a pick of the week and just kind of go leisurely and. Um, it's, you know, for me, I think for the first time in a long time, I mean, like, you know, me, I'm, I'm a diehard baseball man. Like that's my favorite yeah. thing in the world. So to have the Phils be making a run to the NLCS has kind of captivated my attention. Uh, yeah. you could say, and just the MLB playoffs in general, I mean, just great baseball, some great dramatic can, moments. Can I say like one of my favorite things is our group chat between me, you, Murph and Pino. Yeah. That, like just watching fun. the game. Like that is awesome. It's been fun. I, I don't love to watch sports with people because I like to pay attention to the game. So mm-hmm. to like have a group chat with active like throughout the game, it kind of scratches that itch of, all right, like I'm not watching the game with my friends, but it feel like I kind of feel like I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah hey, we're every, you know, Murph's in New York, you know, Pinnos, you know, 20 minutes away. We're all a little bit separated, but it's that little way we're all connected watching the game at the same time. It, it, it's cool. It's nice. And when you went over to play poker, it was also nice because my girls were so sick that I couldn't go. Yeah. And I, I was just, I had kind of thrown it out there. Would you mind stopping over and saying hi to me real quick? Cause I just missed you guys. And you guys did. And it was so, I mean, you heard, you heard the little one crying her eyes out the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that sucked. That but, sucked here. you know, to see you guys, especially Murph, cause it's been since December. Yeah. Uh, since I saw him, hell, I barely see you uh, or Pino for that matter. Um, you know, I did some war room spots and things like that, but I've been kind of captivated by the MLB playoffs, obviously yeah. hanging on every pitch. Most nights, that's what I'm watching. So, like, it's cool because we haven't watched really anything new. I told my wife, I said, I really don't want to get into anything new until the playoffs are yeah. over uh, because it's every night. There's, you know, yeah. there's one off night of series. I, I can't. Well, between that. between that football, hockey's coming back, basketball's coming back. So everyone's right. hitting us. Everything's hitting us right now. Yeah, the union are in the playoffs. Like they're yep, playing true. right now. I have them on TV in front of me. So like, there's a lot of things going on. So you know, to to be able to watch this legitimately magical run for the Phils um, has been spectacular to watch. I won't go too deep into that because you know this isn't a sports pod and and I, it's not a Philadelphia only pod. But if you know me personally, you know how much this run means to me and and. I've almost forgot how nice it is to watch baseball with bated breath and hang on every single pitch and, you know, have that nervous energy between pitches and stuff. It's just, it's so much fun. And it's almost like icing. Now, if they lose in the NLCS, they don't make it to the world series, man, it'll suck because they were so close. But at the same time, what a great run. Um, you know, I'm just thankful for the season that the Phils have given us. So that's been the most thing that's kind of taken up my time. There's been one more new thing that I've watched over the past month, and then two things that I'm redoing. And so the new thing that I watched, and this should be no surprise to anyone who has listened to me talk about this show for a very long time on the pod since last, I think, April when it debuted in 2021, and it made my list at the end of the year. If you remember, I, I talked very highly of Disney+. Plus. It's crazy. We've, we have a lot of Disney+, Plus on this show so far. Big shot. I have talked mm. to the heavens about this show, and season two came out. And Disney Plus dropped every episode. They didn't go weekly. And so I got to binge it in, in a day. 
Um, excuse me. <laughs> so I've, I've binged all of season two. I'm done it already. And uh, eight episodes, I believe, maybe 10. No, 10. They went back to 10. They didn't do a 45-minute format this this season. They did more of like a 32 to 37-ish, which is fine. I actually kind of like the quicker episodes. And I thought, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, John Stamos is a high school basketball coach. He's a girls high school basketball coach, but he came from Wisconsin, but he got kicked out for throwing a chair and hitting a ref in the head. So he's kind of like has to rebuild his brand and his, you know, style, but in a high school girls thing. And I won't spoil what happens in season one, but it's a really good, just solid show. If you like the drama, if you like the sports aspect, if you like John Stamos, he's, he's really good in the role. Um, and so season two, you know, obviously with season one happened, season two did exactly what I hoped it wouldn't. It introduced something that happens that lets boys in this all girl school. And it's like, God damn it. Like, I, I hate I hate that aspect when shit does like Degrassi did that one year where they uh, like something happened where they had to bring in other schools to this school. And it's like, that's a really convenient way to bring in other schools, of course. And so like that happens, unfortunately. But a, a really good thing is they don't play too hard into it. And it keeps the focus on the main characters and the storylines work really, really well. So I actually thought season two, while not as good as season one, really did captivate me, did a great job of keeping me entertained. It's a quick watch. So I really loved it. Season two of Big Shot is out now, the whole thing. So please enjoy that and go watch season one if you haven't. Sports, drama, basketball, love it. It's a fantastic show. Really do enjoy it. The two things that I've been, you know, (coughs) kind of redoing or replaying, uh, if you will. Uh, Number one, I've been replaying God of War 2018. And I've been waiting to talk about this. Getting Um, ready, baby. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Ragnarok. Like, Ragnarok is almost here. It's literally a month away. Like, on our next episode, our next episode in November, we're going to have Gotham Knights, Mario plus Rabbids bigger impressions, like final impressions, God of War Ragnarok impressions, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet impressions. Like, it's going to be a huge gaming podcast next month. And I'm looking forward to that. But I, even though I remember the entire story... I kind of wanted to get myself back into it just to play it through again before Ragnarok comes out. And I've already realized I'm not going to beat this game again before Ragnarok comes out. There's just no chance. Too long. I, yeah. I tried to map it. It's to where I had There's time. no way. You can't. Exactly. And if the fill, I, I would have had time. But because fills are going on this run, you can't. it kind of yeah. threw in like a pretty big wrench into my nightly plans. Yeah. I, one, I'm happy to. To, to uh yeah this, this is one you're, you're willing to put the paddle down <laughs> so I, I just haven't had the t- time to finish it and yeah so uh i've been wanting to talk about it though I, and i said it before i did a, a solo episode uh one time it might have been a nintendo of like game of the year in rewind like would i have kept my choices and i've said before like spider-man was my 2018 game of the year god of war was my number two Mm. and i haven't replayed god of war since 2018 so now kind of being able to replay it and recalibrating where that would fall on my game of the year list it is absolutely still number two it is absolutely i mean it's okay greg it's okay to be wrong you know we're all human we all make mistakes it is absolutely not as good as spider-man now you're kind of comparing apples to oranges. This is not something that really matters in the grand scheme of yeah. things. It is still a masterpiece of a game. But when I went back and I played it, there are two really big 
problems I have with it that I kind of overlooked the first time through. And these are kind of like not game breaking. Obviously it's a masterpiece, but it's kind of annoying. The one is the menuing. Uh, it is such a clunky UI that like everything has 23 buttons and do this and do that. It's like really, really annoying. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, oh, the inventory system and like the upgrade path and like all this shit. It's really, really dumb. Uh, I can't stand the menuing. I really hope that it's more simplified in the second game. It, it's just so clunky to go through those menus. And the second is that realm travel. I fucking hate it. I hated it at first. I still do. It's so dumb. Travel to Alfheim and turn the wheel and do this and do that. Like, bro, just, just why? It's cool that there's no loading screens, but like, let's not kid ourselves. Going to the new realms, they're they're the loading screens. They just re- hide them really well. Uh, but my God, I'm playing it on. They released a 4K um, performance plus mode where they do 4K checkerboards with uh, 60 frames up to 120, I believe, frames per second. I'm playing it on my PS5, so the performance is there. It gives me, I believe I'm playing it in 4K checkerboard 60. Um, I'm like, what a gorgeous game. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's so pretty. I, I kind of forget it. It's, it's been a while. I only beat it that one time. I haven't been back, so like, I, I don't even remember the home screen. So it's like I can't even, yeah. you know, I don't even have any anything to add there. The enemy the enemy uh, variety is still lacking, like I said before. Like, there's you still kind of feel like you're fighting the same things. Reavers, witches big giants like the death animations where he rips the head and slap the axe in the eye it's kind of all samey throughout the game and i'm about halfway um at least from what i remember i'm about halfway <coughs> but it, you know i'm not gonna beat it before ragnarok i remember the big things that happen at the end so i'm all set i'm ready for ragnarok i'm gonna play the literal living hell out of it i cannot wait but i, I do hope they make those improvements um that i kind of mentioned before the enemy variety the the menuing and things like that. But you want to talk about just a detailed, gorgeous game that runs like butter. Oh yeah. my God. It's so smooth. The combat is the combat gets a lot of shit from some people. Cause it doesn't age. Well, um, I like it. I like the combat, the kind of using R's and L's as opposed to face buttons. I, I like that. I like using shoulder buttons for combat. I like kind of upgrading my moves and holding it and swinging the axes. And I, I love when you can throw the ax and they call it back with triangle. Like there's, a lot to the combat that I do enjoy a lot and the voice acting and stuff like that, obviously fantastic. Um, the story solid. So as much as I'm looking forward to Ragnarok, I'm slowing down on 2018 because sparks of hope came out today and that's where I'm going to be dedicating my time until Ragnarok yeah. comes out. But God of War 2018 has been something I've been playing through. And then lastly, something I've been rewatching just on my own time, the late nights, the can't sleeps, the what's putting me to bed. And if the baby's like crying and shit like that, what am I kind of, what do I have on the iPad? Usually it's YouTube, but it hasn't been YouTube because YouTube has been lacking for content lately for, for my taste, at least I have been watching how I met your mother again. (laughs) And my God, has it just been a pleasure? My Uh, God. I I mean, I should have guessed when you came out of nowhere, like, holy shit, Joey Diaz is in how I met your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I have, and I sent you some big shot screenshots too of some better call Saul actors that are in there. So that's been fun. But, and by the way, Bob Odenkirk is in how I met your mother. That's the whole reason Mike is a character. Mike Airman Trout is because Bob Odenkirk was shooting how I met your mother and couldn't make it back for a scene with Jesse. So they pulled Mike in. So you're welcome. How I met your mother for creating better call salt. If so facto, but like 
anybody, again, who knows me personally knows that How I Met Your Mother was my favorite show in college. It's what basically got me through college. Uh, I watched it every night. That's what put me to sleep and then and thereafter college as well. And so it was actually ending right around the time I graduated. So it's it was so much fun watching it, but I haven't watched it, like given it a full rewatch since Ashley and I have been together. So it's been eight years since I've done a full rewatch. I've seen episodes here and there. We watch the Thanksgiving episodes every Thanksgiving. We watch like the slaps giving and shit. We watch that as just some fun stuff, but like giving it a full rewatch and remembering everything I remember, like I can still quote the whole yeah. thing. But like, it's been long enough to where like, you don't care that you can quote it all. Cause it still feels fresh and funny. It's so funny. It's so good. It's I'm on season four already. Like I just started. I'm already halfway through season four. If you have never watched it, please don't watch how I met your father. But watch How I Met Your Mother. It's a fantastic show. It doesn't. It kind of skids to the end a little bit. The ending can be un- overwhelm or underwhelming, especially the final season. But I'm going to give it a chance again. I only watched the final season twice, so I'm definitely excited to to go through that eight years later, and uh, and kind of relive the memories of just loving the living shit out of that show. So uh, that's kind of what we've been up to. Uh, we won't uh, delay any further. Let's get into trivia. Sixteen and a half for me. Fifteen and a half. For you, I believe is the number. Uh, yeah, sixteen and a half for me. I can yeah. win tonight, but I'm going to give you the question first. It may be the single easiest question I've ever given you. I need it. What was the first Blink album Travis Barker was on? The first one he was actually on. Yeah, what album was his first Blink? Album? I I could be wrong. I feel like this was he on. He is not the original drummer. I know he's not the original, but it, it's so either two or three. I'll go Dude Ranch. It is Enema. It's Enema Estate. It was, t- it was two or three. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. You joined the band in 1998. Enema came out in 99. Yep. That's about my luck. All right. No problem. Oh, man, baby. Let's win. Let's uh, and, just and, and I have one. I think you know this. You might even ask this. I, I don't even know, but it's it's a Muddy Ducks question. Like the movies or yeah, the movie, yeah. Oh, this could be. So a I, I think I think you know this. So I, I, I hope you get it because you deserve the win. If, if it's D two or D three, I got it in the bag. D one, all. The I, th- I think it's one. Uh, that's like the one I've seen the least, even though it's probably the best one. All right. Well, so let's see what we got. <laughs> Which team got the measles and forfeited the season? No, we never asked it. It's oh man, oh man. Good question. It's right up. It's right up your alley too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I always tried to do it like that. The first word that's coming to my mind is the Huskies because I know that they play them, but I don't know. Like I know that they're another team. Obviously the Hawks, but that's not. That's not the answer because the Hawks are the big, the big baddie team. There's like, I think there's the Panthers. Um, shit. The Huskies, the Flames, I know are in there. The Hawks, I know are in there. I, I fuck. I'm, ooh, oh, I'm only up by a point. Oh, I should try for this. Because I said a bunch of teams, like you're going to. You're whatever gonna... I wrote down, I whether I have them or not, I'm going. Yeah, I know. I but like, what's the point if I ask for answers? Because I know a bunch of answers already. So like, I, I should just go with one of them. It's not the Hawks. 
my first thought was Huskies. I have a feeling it's not right, but it's the first team that popped in my head, so I have to go with Huskies. Incorrect. It was Panthers. Oh, yeah, I, I, I it was. It, what, I had I had Blackhawks, Panthers, St. Louis Blues, and Oilers. Oh, I would have gotten that. Yeah, I, it, it was. Yeah, if, if you ask for it. So sometimes you got to ask for it, my friend. Oh my goodness, that's good. All right, very good, very good, very good. We All can right, we yeah. continue on. Yeah, we do continue on. Let's start <clears throat> the show, the recap of some monthly goodness with the music section. And we have a huge story coming up second, but I don't feel like we would do it justice if we didn't start off our first ever monthly episode with our first in our first new format without talking about one of, if not our favorite band of all time, the early November. Since our last recording, they released their album 20. 10 tracks it is out we have both listened to it a butt ton sam what do you think of the early november's new record 20 yeah so i bought the the cd and uh t-shirt bundle i thought it was it was it was like 25 bucks it was a steal i had to get it and i bought it digitally because i'm a sucker and i wanted it for my phone so anytime i can support the boys at early november i'm happy for it like you said 10 songs um i think they have released what three before release um, I believe it's a total of six new songs and the rest are all B-sides from various albums from first to some of their newest albums they came out. And I'm not going to lie, I, I love the album. And I mean, you tech, uh, texted briefly, um, all fair, no, no, like no, like pretty, pretty. It's one of my favorite, if not favorite songs, early members of sings. I got to hear Ace sing it live twice and he probably only did it live like four times ever because he never, he just never toured with it. But now this, I feel like this album is definitely for the fans that we've been asking for him to finally record a couple of these songs, you know, get them finally on an actually record, uh, make it happen. Another classic one that I'm hoping I'm going to hear live because I'm going to their tour literally starts next week. And I'll be, me and Kelly are seeing them on Wednesday in Jersey at the Stone Pony right before I the day before I leave for Baltimore Comic Con. So next week is definitely going to be, um, be a long one, but I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I talked to you between pretty pretty over my shoulder they they were some of my my favorite songs off this i cannot and hope i will hear it live it's a great record it's a fantastic record um it uh you know they did they released make it happen they released dennant they released five years beforehand so they yep. did release a bunch of or you know uh a third of 30 percent of the record beforehand but like not too far in advance to where you're kind of tired of those songs when it comes out. It's yeah. nice. They still play in the rotation. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm bamboozled as to why they chose trees to kick off the record. I guess maybe that's kind of continuing the trend of a slower tune starting off their records. Uh, it doesn't happen every time, but a lot of their records, they do have that slower song up front. Yeah. Um, at least they're LPs, they're EP. I mean, shit, Every Night's Another Story is not a soft song <laughs> to start that one off. But now that we're talking freaking almost 20 years ago with that one, but it is a fantastic record. Trees is probably my least favorite on the on the record. Um, it, it, it grew. The more I listened to it, I think I liked it. The more I've liked it. Like every yeah. the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. I hope it grows on me. And hot yeah. take, hot take. I hope this version of Pretty Pretty grows on me, too. Um, I don't not, yeah. I don't not like it. I just prefer the original. Um, the it's original this, like nostalgic for us. Yeah, it's nostalgic for us. There's certain the way he kind of says a, a word. <clears> that's or two where is I'm different. at. 
yeah. has nothing to do with the nostalgia. I actually just think he enunciates some things better. He yeah. makes some decisions in the in the re-recording that I I don't think benefit the song specifically somewhere in the middle, um, and so of the of the track. So I I, I still love it. I mean, it's the of it's course. like the quintessential early November song. Yeah. Uh, at least, and I, I have two like video recordings of like original. You know, to me, it, it sounds original. To breathe, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm with it. I'm hit. I just I, honestly, like, I obviously, I hope he plays over my shoulder live. And I honestly, like, at every song they have, I really want to hear "Make It Happen" live. I feel like it's like the only oh, yeah. song I never hear them say live. Like, I, I think I heard them mostly all except that five years open eyes, "Make It Happen." Like those older tracks that they redid. Yeah, you're gonna hear this, but like. I think of the new songs, the ones that are recorded for this record. My favorite's 5 a.m. on Sunday. That's a yeah, great it, song. It's, it's like fast, catchy, up-tempo. I love it. When Ace kind of riffs, um, it, he actually does a really good job at that kind of up-tempo singing. I, I really enjoy that. It, it, it's funny. So yours would be 5 a.m. on Sunday, which is a B-side from Lilac, and yeah. mine's Over My Shoulder, B-side from Lilac. And Over My Shoulder is my second favorite. And I love Lilac. Like, Lilac's a fantastic yeah. record. It actually, there's a lot of... Yeah, of, yeah so they're sleepers. They're sleepers. Yeah. Um, Lilac had... Uh, if you think about Over My Shoulder and its themes... Um, specifically the the opening lines and and even the second verse has some some things about mortality like the lilac had some songs about like nothing lasts forever yeah. like, there's a lot of mortality that ace has been singing about that i you know i don't necessarily vibe with from like a, my anxieties on 11 but yeah uh but the songs are undeniably catchy and fantastic and when you add doo-wops into a song where the first one is death is looking over my shoulder it's like wow yeah. they made it happy and catchy holy shit yeah but i would say over my shoulders probably number two Denon has really, really grown on me. It's not my number three. It's just another track that sticks out. I liked it my first listen, but now I, I truly do love that song. Make it happen is is undeniably fantastic. I, I I think I leave I leave out pretty pretty and make it happen just because I always love them two songs. I can't even like group yeah. like they are they're automatic ones. So it's I think I, mine over my shoulder and probably my own dialogue. They'd be my one too. My own dialogue is is probably my number three. It might even be yeah. better than over my shoulder. And I think that's a you know a catch me in whatever mood I'm in. Like that's how good yeah. this record is. Is we're yeah. talking about bangers here, and so like. The one the, it's funny because we've listened to the early November for 19 of these 20 years. And, uh, and it's wild because when they released, make it happen, we were both like, holy shit, they remade, make it happen. Yet a lot of fans, like a, a lot of fans thought, wow, they released a brand new song. Yeah. It's like, that's, like, nope. that's a 19 year old song. How old we are. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> We knew easy, that this, we knew that this song is uh, is uh, you know older than they are, so it, it's cool to be that fan, you know, to, yeah. to like the OG, the legitimate OG of something, and and we love the we love the band so much, and we've had Ace on, we've had Surge on four and, times, and, and and the best part of of seeing them to kick off the tours is, is Vinny from Movie Life. He's just playing movie like songs. I can make a mess, which is Ace. His he's probably it's probably where he's going to play pretty pretty in a lot of these songs here, acoustic. And then it's early November, so whatever's not acoustic, bam, we get the band. So it, it's definitely going to be an awesome night. I, I cannot wait for next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And if you haven't uh, heard the record yet, totally recommend that you do. It's called 20. Obviously, they've been out for 20 years, so this record's called 20. 10 songs, uh, just a shade over 
or under 35 minutes so 34 minutes and 55 seconds it's super good again trees is probably my low point i hope it does grow on me i i love pretty pretty but i do like the original better every other song is just just phenomenal especially the new tracks so give that a listen right now it's my number two album of the year maybe more and more i listen to it because it's still only a week old Maybe the more and more I listen to it, it'll, it'll rise above Jackpot Juicer. I think Jackpot Juicer is just one of the best pieces of music or, you know, I guess albums I've heard in so long. J- j- like Dance Gavin Dance just knocked that out of the park. But uh, this is above Stu. This is above Future Teens. This is a great record that is totally the early November and totally worthy of your time. Anything else you want to add? No, I, th- I think we hit it all. Let's get into the biggest story in the music section to some people. Um, you know, us TEN releasing a new record. Shit, that's got to lead off the show. But Blink 182 is back, and I'm not talking about Skiba. I'm not talking about a new record with Skiba. I'm talking about Tom. I'm talking about Mark. I'm talking about Travis. The original lineup is back. They announced a world tour for 2023, 2024, a new album and a new song called Edging. OG Blink is back. Boy, howdy. What a time to be alive. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't think that I'd, we'd see the day again. The original three are back. Um, I know I was lucky enough. I, I saw them once, all three original band once. They were fantastic. And I the, the best part is once we knew they were coming back, the world tour, the song released, the best part is because me, you, and Penn were like, we got to go to this. And me and you like just like kind of jumped on like ticket sales, hotels. And then we texted Penn and Penn was like, holy shit, like you guys are on top of this. And I was like, well, something this big ticket scalpers hotels the weekend is falling on it's like i you know we knew that we had to jump on this get it fast before it, it's gone because like i know we got like i got four of our tickets you know i ordered for me and kelly you and ashley and it, it was a little bit over 200 i talked to my buddy austin we had on the show austin reese he got the ticket for him and his girl it was 300 each ticket for him so he's like, he's like i got freaking hose what the hell and it's like you know i just got unlucky pre-sale and I guess we just got lucky. Some people, they did pay us a small fortune for these tickets. Um, I, well, it also I, depends on the venue. I mean, we're going to Hershey Park. You know, it's not necessarily the biggest concert venue in the world. I, I mean, true. I mean, you know, I don't think it's sold out. I did see they did sell out a few places. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do sell out in Hershey. But th- this was something that I knew that for them coming back after everything that Mark's been through and, you know, Tom left the band and, he, you know, he left uh, an awful uh, sweet Instagram message to Skiba, and I, I Skiba replied back. I thought that was awesome. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, I think me and you were, were thinking like the exact same way was this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to, you know, see these three original guys live. I mean, I saw them once, but to see them again coming back, you know, new albums coming, new song out, just to, you know, to, to be lucky enough to be, to go with me, me and Kelly, you and Ashley, Pino and Jamie. I'm sure there'd be more you know, friends that we're going to see there, but to already know that we already have the hotel booked, the tickets literally just got here today in the mail. Yeah, I paid a little $5 extra of having the actual ticket stub. I'm old school. I love having that ticket stub rather than having the little mobile ticket. I cannot wait until, was it May next year? May 27th, Labor yeah. or uh, Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever the May one, one, is. One of those. Memor- I think Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. Is it Labor Day? Memorial Day? Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. We're going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And the coolest part about this whole thing is how fast it came together. It's like, all right, announcement. Yup. All right. 
I know we're going to try. Okay, let's get a text going. All right, here's a hotel. Work for you, works for me. Eight-minute drive from the venue, done. Let's go. I booked the hotel. You got the tickets, and I got a babysitter literally all a half hour within each other. It's the fastest an overnight trip uh, two hours away ever yeah. came together in my life with two kids. So, like, <laughs> I, I give us a lot of kudos. It's cool because you're going to take your girl. I'm taking my wife. Like, that's something we never do. You know, the four of us split a hotel room. It's it's just going to be something that we've never got to do it's before. A- I feel like it's the old days of like maybe going down the shore or something like that. It, it reminds me of like if we all went to a wedding, but we don't have to sit through a wedding. <laughs> we get to sit through a reunion. <laughs> and like I I cannot agree with you more of the feeling of this is going to be my last time seeing Blink because there is only one reunion. There is only one yeah. more. Like I'm not going to do a two hour trip with hundreds of dollars on a hotel yeah. in three years yep. to go see him again. I yep. haven't seen them in a decade. I've only seen them twice. 20 years ago, I think almost it might have been this month. I saw them in 2002 in Camden. Yes, they had the F word in fire behind them. But do you know what band opened for them? Mm-mm. Newfound Glory. Mm, nice. And they were a Newfound Glory. That's how I old th- this was. I think who opened for when I, I maybe Incubus opened for them when I saw they them. had a they had a Blink Incubus tour. So that is, yeah, that so it might, might have been that one. Yeah, that was a co-headliner. I think I think Incubus played a full set. I'm almost positive. And I remember they were and they both sounded awesome. Oh, yeah, that was the, a great show. The other time I went to see them, you know who opened for them? This one I don't think you'll ever get. Yellow card? Uh, no, a female singer, and it is not Paramore. Avril Lavigne. No doubt. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I saw Blink nice. No Doubt at Camden again, um, and I probably. It's probably so it's it's actually been more than a decade because I was in my teens and I went with a couple people from the deli and uh, there was a water bottle in the back that I thought was water and I went to drink it and it was vodka. And <laughs> when you're a teenager, you drink vodka very quickly and you don't realize that it's vodka until after you swallow it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was the night I had. <laughs> my Lovely. dad was not too pleased. Um, about that accident. It was an accident though. I, I, I'm not really a big drinker. So, but yeah, uh, I'm so excited for this cause this is going to be the last time I'm going to see him. And like, yeah. it's special and I'm super excited about it. I'm glad it came together so quickly. Now all the kids have to do is not be sick. And, uh, even if they are, I think I'm just going to lay that one on my parents and shout out to my parents for, for, <laughs> they, but they bite this bowl for the day and I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my parents for watching them overnight. Really appreciate Love you guys. them. Uh, but yeah, man, let's have some fun and let's check out Blink-182. Before we switch topics into our top three, which is our top three favorite Blink-182 songs of all time, what did you think of Edging? Edging, I thought it was okay. Uh, it, it it didn't blow me away of like the best Blink song, but for the first single, like not hearing it, you know, I, did, I don't think I listened to any of the two albums that Skiba was on. Like, so I, I literally can't even, I know you, Nine's I think you like decent. a song or two. Nine's decent. Dark Side's actually a really good song. It's the hor- the worst music video you'd ever want to listen to or watch, but it's a good song. Yeah. So I, I, I never listened there, so, but for just like jumping on the first one, the original guys back, I was like, huh. Okay, you know, it was okay. Like, okay, they're gonna play it live, so I'll, I'll listen to it a few more times just so I can kind of rock out. They're, they're, you know, they're always catchy, so I was like, okay, okay, okay for the first song. That's kind of where I'm at. I was like, it's fine. It's like, yeah, good, it's a it. good song. It's like better than hating it, right? Exactly. Like, it's all right. That's definitely Tom. That's definitely them together, and that makes me happy. Like, yeah. 
you know, it's got some uh, uh, vulgar stuff in there. And you're like, all right, a little it's, bit of it's, vintage. It's got man. your blink, what you would expect. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, I, you know, okay, when we go see them live, like, yeah, I might be there going to like hoping they're going to play a lot of oldies, maybe hit some dude ranch stuff. And yeah, they're going to play the hits. And, you know, so that that's the stuff I'm looking forward to. And, and, and to be honest, just, look, I'll be looking left. There's you right. There's Pitto and whoever else we see. It's Did just going to be GA great. or isn't he seated? But he, he did get seats, but he can just come in our section. Okay, cool. I hope he does. I hope he makes the wise choice of watching because he's going to bring his girl too. So like, what a, what a. I, I, I just, I've been at Hershey and I know where oh. they're at. Like, I just don't want to be off to the side like that. I'd rather be center stage where we're at. I don't know. I just I think st- we would have a better view. We're, we're surrounded by good people. I don't know. I lied. I saw Blink one more time after the No Doubt show. I saw Blink a third time in Camden in 2009. I took the girl I was dating now. Her name was Brittany. And Ryan Murphy was there. Very inebriated. And Bubbles was there. And like, I I don't know. Were you there? Maybe. I don't know. But I have pictures. I only saw Blink. It was Incubus and Blink. That was the only time I saw him. (laughs) Was that in 2009? I, I would have to, I would literally have to dig through my ticket subs to find the date. Dude, I have, cause I have like one of my, I could oldest, find it. It's just, I, I don't know offhand. One of my oldest Facebook albums is, is named Blink-182. So like I've actually seen them three times that I can remember. I'm sure there's one or two more times in there, but the last, okay. So the last time I saw them was 2009. So it ha- it's been actually over, a little over a decade. So I'm excited for that. And, yeah. uh, edging's fine. Like you said, it's, um, it almost feels like what Blink would sound like in 2022. They're older dudes. The style of music. It sounds about right. Like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. yeah, That's about right. Yeah. So I'm happy with it. It's not going to be my favorite song, but I'm happy with it overall, but that's not going to be on my list for top three, but I want to hear your list. Let's go with our top three favorite Blink 182 songs. Again, I I feel like this list is like whatever mood I'm in, you know, like I feel like this list can always change. Yeah. This was the one episode where I was praying we would do a top five instead because I. Yeah. Again, like and I do. I have like eight like for my number one and two. There's eight songs written here. So my number three, I went with Damn It because Damn It as a kid, maybe I owned a cassette before this, but Dude Ranch was the first cassette I can honestly remember buying. Nice. And I just remember just always, re- you know, rewind, record it. And for some reason, damn it, was the always, I know it was, it was, I think the biggest single off that record. But, you know, in 97, you know, I don't think my mom really knew Blink-182 is about. And, you know, so I got like the, the you know, the raunchy version. So I didn't get it edited. So, to, you know, they jump on it, you know, listen to Blink being, you know, seven, eight years old, Dude Ranch and damn it, damn it was always a song that, that, I, that was always my favorite off that, that cassette tape. One of the first songs I ever learned how to play on guitar. And like, I could pick up a guitar for fi- like the first time in five years. And I don't remember how to play, damn it. Like, mm. it's a kind of a, an undeniable. Um, yeah, man, it was really tough to get a number three. Two and one were easy. I knew exactly what they were going to be from Jump Street. But three, I was like, okay, do I go here, here, here? Yeah. I don't want to name the other two because that's kind of cheating. So I'll just go with what I chose off of Enema of the State. Uh, Dysentery Gary is. Mm. I there's something about the ending of that song mm. um, that dude I'm that best. whole record is gold. Let's it is real. gold. You're absolutely right. But the way Tom brings it home at the end of that song just makes me the happiest little boy. And I told Ashley this when I told her what our top three was for the night. We were just we were just rapping around dinner time. I told her I said, "Hey, this is our top three. I don't have a ton." of memories of me and my brother hanging out and doing stuff. Like he took me to that first blink show. I'll never forget that. 
Um, but like in terms of like hanging out, I don't have a ton of memories, but one I do, and it's undeniable is I think it was he that got it. Cause he's six years older than me. He got the CD of Enema of the state for Christmas. And we would go up to my room, the little room in Parkwood, my room. We would listen to that record while we played Mario golf on N64. And that is mm. a really good memory. I will always have of just life as a kid. And hearing the F word, oh my God, they're doing it. And uh, I love that record as a whole. But Dysentery Gary is forever one of my favorite songs, much less Blink songs. Uh, I, I, like, I, there is no wrong answer. So I guess my my one cop out one will be my number two. It'll be what's my age again? Just being in 99 of, of kind of going back to that was that was the one that was the radio hit that music video I, I it just reminds me of, of being a kid and you know like you enemy of the state that was so that was it probably was my favorite album of blink um yeah 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 i would say it's probably my favorite just the one that take I, off your uh, pants and jackets my favorite blink record enemas right there with it yep yeah you can that's how i was literally thinking is that yeah I, I would go with enemy. i would say it was one probably the one that that would be my number one but for whatever reason, what's my age again? It was it was a radio song. It was the one that I, I hear. I kind of go back to that time in '99, being that kid again. And ah, yeah, good old Blink. Is it a hot take if I say that what's my age again is like miles ahead of all the small things? Is that uh, a hot take? Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all the it's all the small things. It's not my number one. So I, I would, I guess, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, what's my age again? If I'm going like radio songs, if yeah. I'm going Blink singles, what's my age again? Probably my favorite. Uh, and, and maybe the, the way, first date. Yeah, and and the way I I did this list, it was literally I was okay. I'll do one song that's like the the hit, one that's like the the old school memory, and then one or whatever is just is a forever rotating list. Yeah, but what's my age again? I think is like legitimately miles ahead of all the small mm-hmm. things, and all the small things yeah. not a bad song. The yeah, video is hilarious song. with the Backstreet Boys yep. stuff and all that. Yep. But like. What's my age again is a classic and um, it would be in my top seven to 10, but you know, didn't make my three, my number two, I just mentioned take off your pants and jacket is my favorite blink record. Um, And a lot of that is because the way it starts Anthem part two um, is my number two that as an opening track, just perfection. I just have so many memories of driving home from my mom's friend's house in Jersey. And it's a pretty long drive when you live in Parkwood and even longer when we went up to Warminster and just listening to that record. And like she, uh, I always told her it was the edited version uh, (laughs) because I had to have that because I was still a youngster. So she would make me listen to that, but I would slip in the non-edited one. Um, And then like by the time it's on, it's like, Oh, I guess we're going to listen to it. So I at least get one song in before she realized Cause she ain't listening to it. She don't give a shit. But when she hears yeah. the F word, it's like, Whoa, what are we doing here? So I have a lot of memories of, of slipping in the, uh, the non-edited versions of things, but this was what a fantastic opening track. What a great song. What a great message. And, uh, Anthem part two hmm. is an easy number two for me. Yep. Again, can't, can't uh, there is no wrong answer here. And as I look at five different songs written for my number one, I'm just going to go with my mood for this one. I'm going Adam song. Number one, Probably one of the, the the darker tunes of of Blink. For some reason, sometimes you know, it just you, you hit that darker song and, and it hits. And um, you know, just I, again, this is the the perfect Blink, the perfect mix of of Tom and Mark. And I don't know, this is probably why Enemy will always be one of my favorites. And I know this song, I I don't think I I would never skip this song. It always puts me in that mood and just 
put you in that vibe. Maybe another hot take where that's that's one of my least favorites. Wow. Well, yeah, you you don't like you, you don't like this that these kind of uh these topics. So yeah, no, I, no, I, it, has, it actually has nothing to do with that because that song came out before I even knew I had that type of anxiety. Well, maybe it, it started. It. Maybe it started. No, the movie Click started it. But uh, I, mm. I, I just never vibe that song. I think it's because when you're a skater punk kid, you like the fast. You like the you like, yeah, you, like maybe. The you slow it down and you bring it home with a. So very I, I, I had going away to college and Adam song. They were my my two running running right. running two. So now that you've mentioned another song on your list, I have to too. My number four would have been going away to college. So mm. and then and then number five would have been shut up. Um, off of take off your pants. Shut the fuck up. She said, "I love that song." But my number one. Uh, you can only hear it. Well, at the time, you could have only heard it if you had the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. We call it live record, even though it's the most non-live live record ever. It's actually really terrible. Um, but man, overboard. Um, I at the first time I heard that baseline. So sorry, it's over. Oh my god! And then like. Tom comes in there so much more that I wanted and and like you hear them Yeah, together. that was it. Song 20. Yep, 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 yep. Moving on and on and on and then it's like you and then you immediately you're like, "Okay, how do I play that on my Fender Stratocaster? Like how do I do that? I'm in." And then it just keeps going and going and going and going. Listening into that song in my Uncle Pat's bedroom while he thought I was supposed to be watching Toy Story 2 because again, I was a little child. Uh I think it was 2000. Um, New Year's Eve, actually going into Y2K. I was at his house for that. My parents were at a party. So I was at his house. I'm upstairs. I'm listening to that record. He was the cool uncle who would like, he let me get away with it, you know? And he actually played bass too. So when he heard that bass line at the beginning, dun, 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 it was a really good, again, memory. But like, Man Overboard has consistently been my favorite Blink song, has always been since I heard it my favorite Blink song. And 20 years later, 22 years later, is still my favorite Blink song, much like. I want to hear you sad will always be my favorite early November song. Um, so that's our list. Our top three favorite blink songs. Uh, that was <clears throat> a lot of fun, but the fun's not over in the music section because that when we were young tour has been announced. It's upcoming. I think it's actually like this week uh, out in Vegas with all the bands we used to listen to growing up. Well, hey, it's so it's sold out, I think. Oh yeah. It's sold out a long time yeah. ago, but the, when we were young fest, 2023, lineup is announced and it might even be better um than the 2022 lineup if i think about some of the bands that they uh announced for this 2023 one it's kind of wild um green day and blink 182 will headline it 30 seconds to mars the offspring good charlotte all time low something corporate rise against thrice pierce the veil motion city yellow card saves the day gym class heroes say anything shout out to lead singer of saying thing, Max Bemis, our latest follower on Instagram, completely random. Holy shit. Blew my mind at one in the morning. Looking at that notification. One of the best ever. The Academy is some 41 Finch less than Jake, uh, Phoenix TX newfound glory, simple plan. Uh, don't forget the movie life. Don't forget the movie life. The Ataris. can't forget my guys. Hot Mulligan, um, tiger, tiger's jaw, Phoenix TX, like, oh, or I think I said Phoenix CX already, but that, and this is a banger list. The plain white tees, Goldfinger, like you, you just can't MXPX like my God. So like, I almost wanted to say our top three should have been favorite bands we'd want to see from that. But uh, we did have one complaint 
from a friend of ours, Ryan Cunningham, who said, where census fail? I think census fails on this year's lineup. I'm almost positive. I don't know why they're not on next year's lineup, but I'm fine with that. I've, I like census fail, but I cannot do it live. I've tried a lot. They've just never been a band that plays well live to me, but what a great lineup. Is this a lineup you might uh, get on a plane and hop over to the old Vegas there? No, but if they did something like this in Camden or or, or maybe in like AC or NYC, something like that. Yeah. yeah, like this is yeah, I would definitely do a day or two like that. Pick you know, they're they're I'd write at least the bands I'd want to see and try to hopefully, you know, run from stage to stage. W- don't be shocked if in twenty twenty four, if these two go off without a hitch, that they do one on each coast. Dude, they they should because they probably all would sell out. Yeah, and like Vegas, obviously a big enough place that has enough accommodations and hotels to like be able to do a giant festival yeah. pretty easily. Um, but like you know, you think about Riot Fest; it's always in Chicago. That's kind of like in the middle of the country. You know, it's kind yeah. of a twelve-hour drive for everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> so screwed. yeah, like it kind of sucks equally for all of us. Yeah. But like, if you were to do one in Vegas and one in say, you know, like you said. Camden or New York City, something like that, somewhere we could drive. Wow, uh, you couldn't get me there fast enough. What a yeah. great, it, it would remind me a lot of those vintage 2003, 2004 warp tour days where you go in and there's so much anxiety because you go to the big blow up thing and you try to plan your day around what time your favorite bands are playing. And inevitably, two bands you love are going to play at the same time and you're going to have to make a very difficult yeah. decision. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with that? line up that banger of a lineup before we move on to your your impressions like, on like just real quick if you want to do it like a top three for bands i'd want to see green day because i never seen them something corporate because i only saw them once and the academy is because i only saw them once wow um everyone else i saw you know maybe oh. yellow, maybe yellow card rotate out for something corporate because i never saw them yet you didn't i thought you went to no, never 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 yellow saw them. card played at the skate park in front yeah, of I missed I, I didn't I didn't go I went with Quinn I thought yeah, I went Quinn, with you. I think Toby went I, too and I, I, went I, I didn't Quinn. make it yeah if I look at all these bands like I saw them all um a lot I've actually yeah. forgot to mention I don't know if I said motion city but I forgot to mention the front bottoms because you can't forget the front bottoms um yeah I don't I don't know like the, I have never seen hot Mulligan but like I also feel like I could just go see hot Mulligan when they come um I'm gonna pass on Green Day. They, I've seen them enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never suggest to say, "Hey, boop, cross them off the list." Thirty seconds to Mars. I don't really care. Offspring, saw them. Good. Did Charlotte, you go with eh. me? Did you go with me to the Academy? Is or did Pope Joy? Yeah, it was. It was me and you. Yeah, at, we uh, saw them. The the, one, the, the original record. Yeah, the truck. Yep. Yeah, that was a great fast record for them to play. Yeah, I don't have a top. Maybe you know what Phoenix TX because I never got to see them live before they broke up. They'd probably be three. Uh, Gym class heroes. I never saw live they probably be two maybe three who knows and then like i don't know it'd be, it'd be fun to see yellow card again it's been 21 years since i've seen yellow card. yeah so yeah that'd probably be fun but only if they play like stuff off ocean avenue and like the underdog ep i'm not a big fan of the <laughs> we don't know any of the new shit <laughs> i do i just don't like it it's just not great yeah. to me so anything past ocean avenue yeah i'm that guy i loved yeah. yellow card at one point i had their skate deck and all that but old yellow card to me is much better uh let's get into the tv what did you think? And you can go spoilers all you want here, my friend. Let's talk about the Rings of Power. It's done. Season one, bombastic, huge. What did you think? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it spoiler free just because if, if you didn't watch, I don't want people to jump on because th- the show is awesome. Whether you watch, I mean, again, I think if you watch the movies, you'll pick up on hints, names, obviously better than if you're just jumping on. But they did make it that if you did just jump on, you can understand it like that. But I, I still think there is more enjoyment. Obviously, if you read the books, it'd probably be even better, I imagine. But um, again, I love the movies. The Hobbit, I, I thought was okay. But um, the, the the show was awesome. It, it's you know maybe the first episode is maybe a little slow burn to kind of get you introduced to the characters and the Harfoots and the elves and the dwarves and kind of see where they're going to go with the story. But I love the only eight episode season. I think each episode was about you know maybe like an hour. Um, but they they told a lot. We got we got eight hours. I mean they I think they you could see the money of I think it was they when they dropped two hundred fifty million. You could tell that. The money was on the show that they did not hold anything back from this show. Thankfully, we already we know we're getting a second, another eight episode second season. I, I thought the cast was great. I thought they kept the um the big I, I would say the, the the twist and maybe some big um, character releases under wraps for the most part. I didn't hear any big big spoilers. Um, the I remember the the ending of episode. I remember seven was seven was fantastic. Episode eight was really opens it all up and really gives you that broad aspect of kind of where everything started and and where it's growing and and each character is kind of going on their own little story arc, which kind of always even if you watch the Lord of the Rings, kind of it always everyone had their little moment in time of kind of meet up in the story, and I feel like this is is no different. Um, the cinematics, the actors, the music, the score, the visuals. I mean, I think this is a solid, you know, 8.5 out of, out of 10 show. Um, I, I, you know, you may have heard of some things saying it was a little slow, something like that. But if you like Tolkien, if you like this world, I missed the Lord of the Rings because the Hobbit, like it, 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 it didn't like hit the way that the first three hit for me. And I feel like this show actually really scratched the itch for me. And I'm glad it got made, even though it basically cost a billion dollars to get made. Thankfully, Amazon has all the money and that we're going to get a season two. I, I definitely think this show is a high. This is no, I didn't mention things I'm watching because this would be another thing I'd say. If you have Amazon Prime, add this to the list. Lord of the Rings, Ring of Power. Unsurprisingly, now, I am not watching it. Yeah, I, I, I in, unless you hit me up, yo, I finished the first Lord of the Rings, the three movies. Maybe then you'd watch it. But until then, I started now. it. I started it. And my I, family has a meme about it. Um, you know how like. Every well, do you have any fire sticks in your house? I uh, not anymore. No. Yeah, we have fire stick in in the living room and our bedroom, and so uh, because they're not smart TVs, or the living room one is, but it's like really old, and so they're just easier to navigate for like Helena. It's got all your apps in one place and everything. So whenever you go on a fire stick, because it's an Amazon fire stick, they blow out whatever the big thing on Amazon is. So every banner, everything is always rings of power, rings of power, rings of power. And Helena's old enough now to, to navigate a fire stick and know exactly what app to go to and what show to pick and, and how to do that. And <clears throat> one morning we're in bed and it was pretty recently, I guess in the last two, three weeks. And she wants to watch Ryan's world or, you know, Gabby's dollhouse or whatever the hell. And she accidentally clicks on the banner for Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and it picks up exactly where I left off. And I said, Helena, like you just put on Lord of the Rings, silly. And now every time she has the fire stick remote, she turns on Lord of the Rings and she goes, I just turned on Lord of the Rings because I'm silly. 
and it's it's so cute. And I love so it. Funny, but it always picks up at the same spot because I haven't gone back and finished it. So at least she knows the part where, where it picked up because she's like, I, we've watched it probably ten times. She does it just to to f with us now, um, just as a joke. She's like, I'm going to turn on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so maybe one day she'll check it out. But yeah, I'll get there eventually. I said I'd binge it when it's done, <clears throat> but I've heard similar things like huge budget, bombastic, gorgeous, gorgeous visuals good finale but like can be slow and i'm just like do i want to commit myself right now with these playoffs so don't i'm just not gonna watch a damn thing until the world series is over yeah which is only a couple weeks from now but uh i think maybe by next episode i might have a dent into it but i'm just not there and i don't see myself being there now my questions for you on this show and you've remained spoiler free so so will i granite the season finale is this Sunday, but do you have it currently above House of the Dragon? Um, it's it, it's two different shows. I, I would say House of the Dragon's a little bit above because I am a sucker for dragon. Uh, and then <coughs> lastly, um, any of the Disney Plus shows, including Werewolf, is this something you got more enjoyment of? I know it's two two different shows, but just in terms of pure enjoyment while watching something. I mean, I, I just because the Werewolf by Night is just fifty two minutes, I would go with that first because just because it's quick in and out, you got to really soak some time into the Lord of the Rings. Now, last question: Is this a show that you think could make an appearance around or in the top three? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll make my top three, but I think if it was like top five or top eight, I think it's there. Cool. Uh, a, a property that I have a lot of faith in as we're going to, well, hopefully have a lot of faith in as we move into the movies portion of the show. Uh, we finally got it. We haven't talked about this dude an hour and five minutes into the podcast before I'm bringing it up. And we finally got our first look seven years ago. This movie was announced that it was going to happen. We now got our first look at the Super Mario Bros. movie debut trailer. Just over two minutes, I believe, like 2.15-ish, something like that. Uh, We heard Jack Black as Bowser. We heard Chris Pratt as Mario, albeit briefly. We heard Toad, Keegan-Michael Key, I believe, is Toad. We got a lot of good stuff here. We even got a little look at Luigi at the end for for uh, for the people that stuck around. I'll start with you. What did you think? of the debut trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie. I thought it looked absolutely beautiful. I, I Gorgeous, the coloring, everything, the world, it looks beautiful. Off the bat, the, my favorite part is is Jack Black as Bowser. I second that. He's the easily standout, number one. That That's all I needed. I, 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 didn't need, I didn't need Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm not a fan of his accent. I'm Italian. I take a little offense to it. I I, I think honestly the it's a better lot more bit, Brooklyn than it is Italian. Yeah, they should have just did Charles Martinet and he could have just toned back Mario a little bit. That's what they should have done. I, I think Chris Pratt is going to take me out of this movie a little bit. That Mushroom accent what, Kingdom, here we come. What I heard was not good. Yeah. I don't, it, it took me out of the movie completely. Every Toad was great. Keegan Michael Key, fantastic. Toad was fantastic. Chris Pratt as Mario. I I think that is a mistake. I uh, I, I don't know. I, I I saw someone say, "Watch it. Watch the Italian version of Mario," and it was fantastic. I ain't gonna. I was like, maybe I watch it in Italian. Wasn't and it just French? Ang- Wasn't it French? I thought it was Italian. 
one of them. It was a, a European. One of yeah, them. I, I, I was like, honestly, I, I liked it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Gary Payton, he was the uh, the guy on Walking Dead. He was the, the long-haired guy, the kingdom. He had the lion. He was the, he voiced the, peng, the Penguin King in the beginning. I thought that was funny with the snowballs. Uh, we didn't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we didn't hear uh, Sebastian Maniscalco yet as Foreman Spikes. Uh, we didn't hear Seth Rogen yet as Donkey Kong. So there's um we've heard we heard Charlie Day as Luigi, but he was just running. So no. yeah, yeah. So we, we ain't even going to count that. But I mean, again, the tr- it looked beautiful. I'm going to I'm going to say it. I mean, I just thought Jack Black was so freaking awesome as Bowser. I would see it alone, but Chris Pratt, I think, is going to take me out of the movie. Oh, we also didn't hear Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. We didn't see yep. Peach either, but nope. we but Peach, much like Mario did a day before because of McDonald's ads, Peach's look did get spoiled. So um maybe a lot of people haven't seen it yet because it was just a screenshot. But if you want to, you can just search it and you can find the leaked images of Princess Peach in the movie. Um I am much like you. Chris Pratt didn't take me out of it, didn't kill it for me because he only like two spoken lines. I think he said, what is this place and mushroom kingdom? Here we come. And so because of that context, I'm not going to say like it ruined it for me or that it's destroyed or that it took me out of it. I'm willing to give it more of a chance, but hearing it now, I am completely and totally indifferent. I am, as they say, whelmed, if not slightly under. And so there was that, but the high points of this, the visuals, like you said, are stunning. Illumination destroyed it in a good way. Like, cannot compliment them enough for the look of the characters as well. I like that real look. I like the collared shirt look. I, I like a lot of that and what they've gone on. Bowser looked absolutely 10 out of 10 perfect. I almost kind of wish they adopt that look for future games. It's so good. And I also like that there's just enough visual difference to distinct it uh, from the game and like it is the movie there is movie bowser movie mario versus game mario game bowser i do appreciate that jack black sounded 10 out of 10 no notes perfect i loved it the fact that we saw the penguins from nintendo 64 um from is it frappe snowland i can't remember that i think that's the track in mario kart 64 um but we saw the penguin where you have to rescue the baby penguins in the N64 game in here. They, they have the tributaries and they're throwing the snowballs at them. And the do you yield is my favorite line in the trailer. I yeah. think the way that is delivered is perfect. Do, do you, you yield? I do not. <laughs> like, it's great. Jack Black also at New York Comic Con on stage did some extra Bowser for the people in the crowd and people recorded it on their phones and that's been uploaded as well. So if you want to hear even more of him doing the lines from the movie, you can just, again, search that video on your own accord and find it. And I thought the Mushroom Kingdom looked great. It's a it's going to be a fun origin story. We got Mario and Luigi. They're working as plumbers and you know contractors and Foreman Spike is going to be their boss. I'm interested to see if it's going to be a new Donk City thing, if that's where they live or if they're going to go flat out New York City and that and he comes through the warp pipe to the Mushroom Kingdom for the first time. I appreciated those little subtle hints, the blue mushroom for Super Mario Bros. 2, the lost levels. It kills you or it makes you smaller as opposed to makes you bigger. So like that was a nice little reference from from Toad there. No, it'll kill you. You'll die or whatever he said. That was great. Um, I, I just thought the, the end where the dry bones are chasing Luigi. You got those heavy like Bowser's Castle slash Luigi's Mansion vibes. 
I thought it delivered on all of those aspects. The weakest point was Pratt's voice. Again, I will give it more. They said we're going to get more in the coming months. It comes out in April. So I'm thinking maybe something along the lines of the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll probably get another look. Um, if the Super Bowl is on NBC, I can see that. Be Again, I can't remember what network it's on. But if it's on NBC this year again, I could totally see that being in the, another place uh, where we unveil that. And so definitely, 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 definitely. And all and and real quick, I, I see something that obviously if the if the film's successful, that Illumination will be looking to develop a Donkey Kong spinoff with Rogan set to uh, reprise his role. And uh, Charlie Day expressed interest in doing Luigi Mansion film. Yeah, I mean, they they even so far, like they went so far at a lot of outlets to confirm this Donkey Kong movie. I personally didn't uh, want to report on it until it became real from the major outlets, the deadlines. It only make, but it only makes sense. If this makes money, of course they're going to make more movies. Uh, Do you have a weird feeling that Seth Rogen's voice in this movie is just going to be Seth Rogen? Like, Like, I I mean, again, it's another voice that'll take you right out. And Chris Pratt did it. No favor. So, you know, I mean, again, Sebastian, I could hear Sebastian. I could just laugh. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, I'm definitely excited to hear Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm also excited to hear where Charles Martinet comes in because he does have a voice role or multiple even in the movie. My thought is he will be playing Wario and they just haven't mentioned or Waluigi. Wario and the Waluigi are in the yeah. movie yet. So I think that that's where we'll hear him at the very least. Hopefully. Uh, so th- that's a that's a thing that could happen because I don't think you can make a Mario Bros movie without those characters. Um, specifically Wario, you want to leave Waluigi out little do people know Waluigi's like a Western Mario character. Like he was made for Mario tennis, which was made by Camelot. So like Nintendo of America or I'm sorry, Nintendo of Japan did not create that character. So like they don't have the same reverence for him as they do for the Wario's, the DK's, the Bowser's, stuff like that. Um, I'm excited to see if Pauline or Daisy show up or, you know, Yoshi, things like that. I think Yoshi is in it, right? Don't we have a voice? Uh, I would I would assume he has to be. I, but there's no I don't see no character listed as Yoshi. Okay. I could have sworn we saw it. I, I don't remember though. It was so long ago that we saw that voice cast. But um here's what I I will finish off my thoughts on this because I don't want to go too long on a two minute trailer because now we've talked longer yeah, than the trailer. It's all you, bro. I'm all in. I am day one, see it alone if I have to. IMAX, please. Um I'm all in. If, if it has anything to do with Mario or Pokemon, Greg, I assume you're all in. I but never I wasn't. Take it but I but I wasn't when this was announced because Illumination mm. is scary. Illumination, who did Minions, who did I think Sing. I can't remember if they do Sing, but they're not. You know, you know the Despicable Me franchise has gone downhill fast. The Minions movie is not great. Um, if they do Sing, I believe they do Sing. Not yep, great. Sing, Secret Life of Pets, and five Pets. Despicable Me movies. Yeah, Secret Life of Pets, again, another one. Really fun animation. We watch Secret Life of Pets 2 all the time in this house, but not a great movie. It has one funny cat scene with a hairball. Wow, it's Despicable like, Me 4 is coming out in 2024. Holy shit. Yeah, Illuminations, you know, they're doing well. But the visuals they nailed for this. And once I saw that. I was all in because you got to remember how much influence Nintendo is going to have on this movie. This is their property. They have to nail it. So once I saw the visuals, I said, all right, dude, like we're in here. Chris Pratt's going to be the lowest point of this movie, but I'm going to be okay with that because the rest of it's just going to be a joy. So I'm all in Um, really, really excited about it. Something I am less excited about 
is the Wakanda Forever trailer, and that's not because of Wakanda Forever. That's because now that we're not weekly anymore, I can stop pretending to fucking love the MCU. Like I'm allowed to finally have it's allowed to have its problems and I can finally not watch everything and like skip it and do all the things I've wanted to do for a really long time because I'm so burnt out on it. So this trailer did nothing for me, but I do understand that everybody that's a Marvel fan is hyped to shit on this project. And for that, I will say I'm super happy for all of you. What did you think of the new Wakanda forever trailer? I thought I thought the trailer was good. Obviously, we all wish that Chadwick Boseman was here so we could, you know, really have the the true, you know, sequel that we you know were going to get with him. But I, th- I thought it was all right. You know, like you, the Marvel fatigue is real. Um, it, 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 there, there's just so much. Thankfully, this is the last. It's the final film in the Phase Four of the MCU. Um, you know, Coogler's back to direct. This is a two and a half hour movie so it's like just to know that i'm going to be two and a half it's like okay that that's you know with end credits so you'll be there for all of it um it's coming out november 11th i mean i i will see it you know, because i i always wanted to see namor namor is like the first mutant he came out you know in the 30s he's freaking one of the oldest golden age characters so that is cool to finally see him kind of come to live action big screen and, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I've seen them all. We all know Phase 4 for Marvel has probably been its weakest at, from 1 through 4. 4 has definitely been the weakest. Yeah. This is capping um, Phase 4, too. So, like, this is its its farewell. It's swan song. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, two and a half hours. I, I you know, I, I can't just stop now. I've, I've seen, I went through all the shows, went through She-Hulk. So, um, you know, I, I imagine they have, they have to tell a good story because they, they, why would they waste their time after Chadwick's passing and... um. You know, I think it's going to be Shuri taking over the role. I mean, it it shouldn't shock me unless they they try to, to swerve. But yeah, I'll, I'll be in the theaters. Yeah, I'm not. I'm so I'm so happy. Oh, I don't blame you at all. I don't blame you at all. It's just going to take so much for me to go to the movies now because I just hate them so much. I just hate movie theaters, mm-hmm. and so like it's got to take a movie that's gonna. Um, I know I'm gonna love or at least have a really good shot of going in. Yeah, and that is not a marvel film right now and so definitely 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 intrigued to watch it when it hits disney plus which i assume what's what kind of forever uh, november right yeah november 11th so i got to assume january like they've been putting on movies pretty quick doctor strange thor they went i think pretty fast but this movie is going to do 2 billion 1.2 billion yeah it, it's already projected that it it, it should make just about that and so like, and Mario is going to do over a billion, like the movies are back. And so it's exciting from that aspect. I, I won't be there in the theater. I'll watch it on D plus. I'm also not a black Panther one fan strictly because of the CGI Killmonger, one of the greatest villains in MCU history, maybe the best. Um, but definitely it's going to take me a lot to get to Wakanda forever. What about the whole mutant thing? Like, is that something you're like psyched on? Well, I mean, of, of course, I mean, Namor technically is the first mutant, like way before apocalypse, like Namor yeah. is the first mutant. Obviously, you know, we know we're getting, you know, it, it, it is, well, we did mention our Deadpool three. So obviously we're going to, there is going to be another mutant in that, but again, to finally get Namor, I, I think it's a long time coming. Yeah. And speaking of Deadpool three, we got a bunch of other Marvel stories and none of them are good. Uh, a lot of properties or, or films have been delayed from Marvel. So I'm going to say them all and then we'll kind of slow down and we'll go however we want to go in that in that direction. Um, there's one in particular that I, I'd want to talk about. But 
Avengers Secret War, no longer 2025, no longer six months after the Kang Dynasty or whatever it is. Uh, that will come now May 1st, 2026. So a pretty lengthy delay there. Uh, Blade is almost completely on hold. They're shooting now for September 6th, 2024. Who knows if they'll actually make that date. There's a lot going on with that one. I'm sure we'll probably slow down and have a discussion about that. Deadpool 3 has been delayed till November 8th, 2024. Only two months on that one, but they literally just gave us the date. So it's kind of like, really? You couldn't have just really like held on that and just given us the November date from the jump. And then lastly, Fantastic Four has also been delayed till Valentine's Day of 2025. So four major MCU films. This isn't Ant-Man 3 we're talking. Major MCU films all on hold and or delayed. What's your kind of impression here of D23 gives us all these cool dates, everybody's hyped, and then two months later they just delay them? Well, of course, they're going to say the big stuff to, you know, to be the big hype, to get all the clicks. Again, I I know. I, we, I know. Out of War deal. Ragnarok did this and it pissed me off beyond. Yeah. Belief, like, so. I, yeah, we, 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 it's not like it's nothing we've never seen before. We know the deal. Um, Avengers Secret Wars 2026. I mean, that that's no surprise. They need more time to set up all this shit because phase four. I mean, let's face it, like not a lot of people were, were happy with phase four. I think it was easily the weakest. They have to nail Secret Wars because it is an awesome comic run. So 2026, okay, but hearing Blade is on hold, that's no good, considering they had to leak that um, it was coming out that there was only, like, two, two like, big fight scenes, and they weren't even that great, and then Mahershal Ali, Ali was pissed that Kevin, I guess, Feige wasn't paying enough attention to Blade because he was separated all over. Um, You, you, you can't sleep on Blade. you got to get the supernatural characters. I mean, look what they, well, it wasn't Marvel, but look what, look what Sony did to Morbius. It was a dumpster fire. You cannot do Blade dirty. Wesley Snipes was way too good. You know, I, I hope he's involved in some sort of way. Even if it's a little tiny role, he should be involved. You got to get it right. So take all the time you want. Another rewriting the script. Take all the time you need because you have to get it right. Uh, Deadpool 3. I'm two months, like you said. No big deal. It was just announced. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still riding high that we got Hugh Jackman back. So that didn't even phase me at all. And again, Fantastic Four, we don't even have any casting announcement. I know there was rumored that, that they were already cast, that they're going to wait, but I still haven't heard shit. 2025, again, still three years out. I I'm, I still got a bad taste in my mouth from the, uh, the last Fantastic Four movie I saw, so I am in no rush to see that one. It's a lot of bad news, but like it depends on how you look at it. Like yeah. If Blade needed to be rewritten, well, good. Like, it's almost like I'd rather have it be written and delayed than give us the shit that apparently we would have gotten. Yeah, I, I don't want to see a Blade movie with two action scenes. What are you doing? Right, and it's been so long since we've had a Blade movie, and it's going to be the first MCU Blade movie. I am positive it will be a PG-13 Blade movie. Uh, yeah, but I think never, they ain't going to know. No, but no nevertheless, like, we're going to get a, a Blade movie for the first time in a long time. So do it right. Like, I, I have this thing I say at work a lot. Um, I'd rather do it right than do it rushed because I work in a company that tends to move fast and we have to move fast a lot of times, but like when we can slow down, let's do it right instead of doing it rushed. Cause we got to make a, a big imprint here. And so same thing here. It's like, if it needed to be rewritten, that tells me that the original product was just that bad. And I'd rather not see another Morbius or another whatever. Um, so there's that I'm cool with that Avengers. Wow. Boy, do I not give a shit because we don't even know who the fucking Avengers are going to be. 
Like we have a great idea, of course, but like you have done a very Marvel's done a piss poor job of painting the future. Um, it feels like just a bunch of individual properties with some cool crossovers now, but like back then the original Avengers, we knew each solo movie was leading towards this big culmination in 2012 yeah. of the Avengers. Now we're like, all right, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the kids? Are they doing the young? Well, I just doing the West I, coast. I, Avengers? They're doing blah, blah, blah. What's the hurting it, really, you know, what, what hurts it for us, Greg, is we didn't give a shit for the Loki TV series. So we didn't give a shit for Kang and they're leading to the Kang war, which I don't give a Baker's fuck about. So that yeah. is literally hurting Marvel for me. I, I would agree too. I think I care more about what's his face in Creed three than I do is his role in the MCU. <laughs> I, I just, it really does. Honestly, I would agree with you. When you don't have a compelling villain, what's the point of having to overcome him? And what's the point of us caring to overcome him? So, yep. like, when you had uh, 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 Thanos, it's like, oh, my God. You know, even though we knew at the end of Infinity War that, yeah, of course, these guys are going to make a comeback. Like, they've done – they did an amazing job with, with him and, and putting him at the end of all these movies and things yeah. like that. With Kang, it's just like, all right, Loki was already not great for me, and now it's like – that's that's it and i don't they could they have plenty of time to make him menacing and to do like i prove prove me wrong right make exactly. me make make me care about this guy exactly they have plenty of time to do that do i know if they're going to i don't so at this time i don't give a shit about the avengers being delayed because that just does nothing for me right now um Deadpool two is Deadpool three is two months no biggie and then fantastic four to your point it's so shrouded in mystery right now that what's a delay What's a delay yeah. when we don't know what we're going to watch? We don't know. We only know the director. We don't know who's going to be anybody. We don't know any of the visuals. We don't know any of the direction. So fine. You want to delay it? Cool. There's a million other things coming out. That's yeah. what these things are. These are delays for properties that were already two years off. So what the hell? Some In some cases, three. So what the hell do we care if we have to wait a little bit longer? Because the things in front of it need to be fleshed out. To me, the biggest issue on this board right now is Blade. But because, again... If that's the blade we were going to get, I'm perfectly acceptable or excited or whatever you want to call it to have this be a thing. If we're talking Daredevil was going to get delayed, the TV series, uh oh, that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to in the MCU. But right now we're getting 18 glorious episodes, so I'm definitely excited for that. Anything else in the Marvel world before? Actually, no, we do have one more Marvel story. It's a good one. So anything else on these film delays before we move into the last Marvel story? That's nah, well. Harrison Ford has been confirmed Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I think if they went with Stephen Lang, I feel like he would have been a better choice to go with Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I feel like he's a little a little bit younger than Harrison Ford. I feel like he's like a little bit more in shape, a little bulkier because we in the comics Thunderbolt Ross becomes Red Hulk. And I'm just gonna see Harrison Ford and just that's Harrison Ford, and I might take me out of it a little bit. Um, we all know, um, you know, William Hurt. He passed away. Who played him in um, the previous previous movies? Um, but okay, Harrison Ford. It is what it is. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like right, exactly. It, like I don't that man, indie, Disney, Star Wars. He's, he's gonna be eight years old. That movie Disney. comes out next year. Thunderbolt Ross, Disney. The guy is just a shill for Disney at eighty-seven billion years old. Like. Can we please? And so, yeah, it is whatever. I think he's what Captain America and Thunderbolts are going to be the two movies that he's going to be in. So at yeah, least I think now. that. Yeah, that was that's what I read as well. Yeah, 
my man's pushing 90. He ain't going to be in these mm-hmm. movies for much longer. These are, these are not long-term roles. This is a 20 minutes combined. Uh, you know, um, I'm fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's another one of those things where you're like, is he going to make it to see the premiere? Yeah. Yeah. God willing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, let's move into DC for our last couple stories per the Hollywood reporter. And we had uh, talked about rumors of this uh, a couple months ago, but it apparently is now confirmed. Hollywood reporter is saying that a new Superman movie with Henry Cavill is in the works. That's got to tickle your fancy. Yeah. I mean, about them time. I, I, I truly think uh, Henry gets a bad rap. I know there was a video going around of kind of, him explaining of uh, you know Man of Steel of kind of his like origin story of of kind of dealing with um, another one from his race of kind of you know being that first person he kills and kind of knows to make that promise to himself to never kill again and now we're gonna see kind of the, the different arc of Superman. I'm so glad that he's finally hopefully gonna get to tell that version of you know yeah we had the darker side between Man of Steel and BBS and so like, okay now we turn that corner now we can kind of hopefully show the, the brighter side, the beacon of light, the, you know, Christopher Reeve-esque style of Superman, just to, you know, kind of get away from the killing. Because I don't think Zack Snyder is going to come back. I don't think they're going to go that route. I think they're going to bring a new director, bring in something, something else, a, a, a fresh director for Superman. But to get Henry back as Superman, I, I think a lot of people are, are very happy. Yeah, myself included. Um, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I'm kind of amped on this because – I don't think Man of Steel has a great reputation in hindsight. Like, I think that, like, from the gen pop, it's, like, a pretty forgettable movie. Although, I think from the hardcore DC, it, it counts itself as almost kind of underrated in a sense. Yeah, we I, I would say we, we consider it upper, not, yeah. like, you know, mid. And I think, like, uh, BVS, another one where it's, like, okay, the theatrical one was pretty dog poop. But, like, that extended version kind of change the script on yeah, a little it bit. helps it helps yes, it helps correct. and it's been so many years and we all know the justice league we don't have to go there and so like it's time it's time for him to you know do justice now we know that there's been some big changes at warner bros and some big changes with dc i think walter hamada is out now officially yeah, walter hamada is out you know we got the you know the, the the snyder cut to kind of see you know superman without a fake mustache to kind of see you know superman the way you want to see superman to know that he's going to get another shot like i just feel like kind of like almost all is right right now for at least for superman because like the rock's been saying uh, DC's biggest superhero has been on the sidelines for the last few years. Yeah, and so it's it's I think it's time it's due. Henry is he deserves another shot to be the only guy. Like he doesn't have to be with Batman or with the Justice League. Yeah, let's get another solo effort and another attempt. And I'm more than happy to give that a, a fair shake when yeah. it eventually hits HBO Max uh, because <laughs> I ain't seeing it in fucking theaters. I'll tell you that much right now, brother. Anything else with Henry coming back as Superman? Huge deal. Probably would lead off our pod yeah. on a lot of weeks. Yeah. yeah let, let, let's hit this last one we got. Black Adam reviews are out. They ain't good. It's down to a 47, I believe I last saw, on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. So just under a 5 out of 10. Our friends at IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. But then you have some Twitter discourse of people we trust, say like Ryan Airy and folks like that, that did like the movie. Um, Dan Merle, another one who liked some of the aspects of the movie, particularly the JSA stuff. So it's kind of divisive. It's almost right down the middle uh, with that almost 50 um, on those kind of uh, Metacritic and Rotten Tomato aggregate sites. I know you're going to try and see it this weekend, but. I bought my tickets already. Nice. We're old enough to not let reviews 
stain us going into a property. But in this case, a movie we've been looking forward to, specifically you've been looking forward to for a very long time, are these eh to negative reviews holding you back at all? Or are you just holding on to the more positive ones? Or are you not really giving a shit Dude, what others have to These say? reviewers gave like Wonder Woman like two great reviews, Captain Marvel great reviews, Iron Man 3 great reviews, like all movies that I literally despised. Um, I, I I don't care what like I I like tell everyone on the podcast. I see every superhero movie. I try to see it in theater theaters if I can. I'll buy it on Blu-ray, whatever I can. But yeah, I, I was going to see this movie no matter what. I've been I've said it multiple times. I can't wait to see Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate. Um, I talked to a few people. One guy literally said it was he hated it. it was a terrible movie. Um, I heard it was a lot of CGI heavy. But I did hear the Justice Society was the best part. Obviously, there's the end credit scene that everyone's going nuts for. I mean, obviously, I already know what it is. You should probably know what it is. It's literally everywhere. I um, haven't seen it yet. No, I've muted everything I possibly could. I could take a pretty educated guess. Yeah, I mean, if you think literally half a second, you should nail it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll ask you offline. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm yeah. So I, I'm excited to see the other justice like society. I I love fate. I want to see Hulk because I obviously I heard that was the best part. Um, the Rock. I, I'm pretty sure know what I'm. I'm going to get out of The Rock. Getting I've seen. I, I've seen ninety percent of all his movies. So, um, it's just going to be The Rock being The Rock and just, just being, just being a badass. And we'll, I, I'm just there. I know what I'm getting. It's Black Adam. I know I'm going to get CGI because it, it's how else are you going to portray it? like like Superman like when they did Man of Steel his fight scenes? How else are you going to present to show the power of a Kryptonian? It's like, it's, it's, it's beyond our minds. Of course, it's going to be CGI. If you don't get to like it, I get it. It's not going to be for everyone. No problem. People, you guys probably love Morbius. There you go. I'll leave it at that. But I, I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to sun, Sunday. Can't wait to see it. And of course, next pod, next month, I'll make sure I give you guys my, uh, my review. It's crazy. Like all the shit earlier I said we were going to talk about, add that to the list. Like Black Adam review, Mario plus Rabbids, big review. Throw it on the pile. But like... November 2022 might go down as one of the biggest episodes we've ever had, at least from like a holy shit, look at all the things we've done. Well, I, I would November, December, there's going to be a lot there that whatever we didn't get, maybe we didn't beat God of War, we can give our full thoughts on it. So I would say back to back pods should, should be bangers. Yeah, man, it's definitely an exciting time. Um, And so and then like when you look into the next year, like The Last of Us, Yellow Jackets. Oh, yes. Lots yes, yes, of yes, stuff. Yes coming out that we are going to be able to break down on this podcast but um anything else on black adam before we move on no let, let, let me take it over in gaming i know you mentioned earlier that you only had a little time to play it but let's get your early impressions on mario plus rabbits sparks of hope yeah the nintendo switch exclusive from ubisoft oh my god we got it baby we got it the uh i missed this the thursday night nintendo text or a tweet with the new N64 game. It, it feels like we're back. It feels like we're back doing weeklies. We're back, baby. The one night of the month we choose to do this, and it's the night that we get the pot or the, the tweet, baby. The new N64 game coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, oh, my God. It's two. They're giving us two um, on November 2nd. So in just a couple weeks, we're getting with online play. Mario Party 1 and Mario Party 2. Nice. The double dip online Mario Party OGs coming to the Nintendo Switch on uh, on November 2nd. But anyway, from Ubisoft, uh, one of the best games on the Switch is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It came out in 2017. 
Um, it came out, I think in July or June. So it was in the first six months of the Switch's life. And it kind of gets overshadowed because it came out the same year as Breath of the Wild. It came out the same year as Splatoon 2. It came out the same year as Arms and Mario Odyssey. And I think I'm almost positive Pokemon Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I can't recall. Uh, I think Sun and Moon and then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon and Let's Go were 2018. But anyway, uh, criminally underrated game. You can get the full like gold edition for like 15 bucks now great game because it's completely different it's not a mainline mario game that you would be used to it's a tactical strategy game it's kind of wild um grant kirkhope we've had on this podcast does the composing he's back for the sequel this time with koji kondo and i can't remember the third composer uh but this is a bigger badder bigger ass version i don't know better than you could have hoped for and so i'm just under two hours in i am on uh, i've just gotten to unlocking a new playable character um i won't give that away and so i've i've had about 20 to 25 battles so far and they've improved the combat I already love the combat sequences. They improved them. I don't know how that was possible, but they improved them. It's better. It's better than the original. Did I like the story a little bit better than in the original? Because it was a little bit more simple. Yes. And it took place largely in the Mushroom Kingdom. So I like that a little bit better. But man, they went hard so far. And I can tell you, it is so much fun i remember now how much fun i had in kingdom battle even though i replayed it last year and the donkey kong dlc man jumping off your teammates heads to get a little bit further um dashing across goombas and and bad guys using your double guns on two different things and you know it it just delivers in almost every aspect it's so much fun it's funny it's enjoyable there's now voice acting which they didn't have in the first one which is pretty cool to hear that um Bowser's now a playable character. He's a good guy in this game, so you can play as Bowser. Uh, there's just so much to this game that they did better than the first one. I think the first one has a little bit more charm to it because nobody expected it to be any good, but they took away the uh, the cube kind of tile-based format. You can now roam freely across the map. It's instead of like linear levels, you go to an open map and you get to do whatever you want in the order you want to do them. So it gives you a lot of freedom and expedition. There's a lot of backtracking that's already going to be involved. I can already tell. Uh, these puzzles are fun. It kind of makes me feel like a genius. And oh, by the way, there's difficulty options. You can, if you're having trouble, you can make yourself invincible. That way you cannot take damage and beat it in advance. Because these strategy things can get pretty tough, especially later in the game. So you can do that. You can turn the difficulty down if you want less of a challenge. Uh, you can turn it way up and it gets really hard from Jump Street. I just love the accessibility. I love the the options that it gives us. It's a fantastic game already, but I will save the rest of my impressions after I beat it next month. Love that. God of War Ragnarok's campaign is reportedly clocking in around 40 hours to beat. Not so far off the original. Um, I think the original for me was somewhere around 32 to 35, I want to say. That sounds about right. I can't remember exactly, um, but that's a good sign. 40 hours, that's healthy. That's uh, that's twice as long as The Last of Us Part 2, and The Last of Us Part 2 felt like 40. 
Um, yeah, no, but, it, near the end, it, it, it was it, almost it, like the Lord of the Rings Return of the King where it ended four times. I really hope that Ragnarok doesn't do that where it really feels like it's yeah. going to wear out its welcome. But I, I have a feeling that of those 40 hours, we are going to get a butt ton, a boatload of cutscenes. Like, I think the original. Had, oh, we're getting a movie. Yeah, right. I think the original had somewhere around three hours um, of like crucials, crucial ones. I would imagine we're going to get at least double that here, uh, which I'm excited. And so I think somebody told me, I can't remember if it was this game or if it was Gotham Knights, that it begins with a 10 minute cutscene. I think it might have been Knights. And I'm here for that. I can't remember. I think it was Knights. So I, I don't know. But God of War Ragnarok is in critics hands now. The review copies are out. Um, so actually, we now know that reviews will be available November 3rd. The game hits November 9th. So we'll get reviews six days in advance, which is good. That's a good sign. Um, you have a game like Gotham Knights, which doesn't allow reviewers to give their score until the day before. They don't have a lot of faith in that game because the, Not later, a good sign. The, the more you wait flat out, the more you wait, the tougher the you know, because they don't want people to shit on it a week in advance and then you're going to lose copies. They want to do it a day before. Um, that way it doesn't impact sales as much with God of War saying, we're going to give you six days for just 10 after 10 after 10 to hit. I would imagine this game's going to have a 95 Metacritic. Like it's going to be wild. How many tens this game is going to get. Um, I'm here for it, but be ready for reviews around November 3rd. Silent Hill is back. Yeah. Long time rumored. We, we, said that this was happening a long time ago. We even said Bluebird team was going to work on it, and that's the case. Konami came out and said, hey, we're doing a Silent Hill Direct this Wednesday. And, you know, it's a live stream, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to announce multiple Silent Hill projects. And, yay, we got the mobile, or not the mobile, we got the movie, we got the multiplayer, we got the spin-off-y one. But the big meaty one that everybody's talking about, the one that deserves the most credit and, and, and uh, uh, attention, quite frankly, is Silent Hill 2. They're remaking Silent Hill 2 from the ground up, much like they did with Resident Evil 2. They're changing yeah. their perspective to third person over the shoulder. They're modernizing it. They're not just doing a remaster. They're remaking it completely different um, combat. And there's just a ton of stuff. Here's the issue. Resident Evil remade the first game on GameCube, and it was one of the best remakes of all time. And... uh they ain't doing that with Silent Hill 1. And that game's so old that you're going to need people to get readjusted to that world. I feel like this is more for the fans as opposed to trying to attract new ones. Because if you were going to do that, you'd at least give us some version. It doesn't have to be from the ground up, but some version of Silent Hill 1 remade. Um, it's also going to be PS5 exclusive for the first year. So that's a, that's something for PlayStation owners Plus, to be excited yeah. about. Um, but here's my another problem. It's like... You delivered this news the day before Capcom already announced a Resident Evil showcase where they're going to give you RE4 remake, which is just mopping the fucking floor with this Silent Hill 2 remake. Yeah. Uh, weird, weird timing. You knew a Resident Evil showcase was coming, Konami. You just shot yourself in the foot because 24 hours after your presentation, nobody cares anymore. Because it's everybody's talking about, yeah, everybody's talking about this Resident Evil thing. So some questionable things, but if you are a Silent Hill fan, be happy. You're getting four projects in the next couple of years. That's at least a start. At least it's back. Yeah. And and you mentioned it uh, four hours ago. We got Resident Evil Showcase. 
Yeah. What'd you think? I, I, <clears throat> I went for Resident Evil 4 Remake, and I'm happy I did. I mean, I'm going to buy the Winter's Expansion for Village. I loved Village. I'm excited to replay it in third person and the Rose DLC. Uh, Reverse looks like shit. But God damn, Resident Evil 4 Remake looks every bit worth it. It looks gorgeous. It looks the gameplay looks completely modified and different. The Ganados look great. The Chainsaw Man look great. Salazar and Stadler look great. Ashley looks awesome. Luis looks great. Like that opening scene where you go into the dude's house on GameCube, you just open the door and he's in a room right there because that's what the console like allowed for. Now you go in and out and weave in and through the basement and all this stuff. It's they've redone it. That village high anxiety you know, survival scene in the very beginning looks just phenomenal. I cannot wait. This has shot all the way up to the very, very top. My number one most anticipated game for 2023. I cannot wait for this game. Love to hear. We, we, we all know you love Resident Evil 4 here. Next up, we got Callum two trailers for the new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which from the time we record is just under a month away. Um, wild, wild to think that these games are a month away. We're also going to get new stuff on October 25th. We're going to get a new trailer and a new, uh, ghost type, um, announced. They sent out to a bunch of content creators. They sent out postcards and hidden in the postcard is this little purple ghost hiding behind a bush. Everybody's already figured it out. So on October 25th, we're going to get a ghost type. I would love to see maybe a Paldean Gengar. That'd be sweet because it kind of looks like a different. Gengar. <clears throat> I'd appreciate he needs I mean Gengar's in every game it'd be cool if he gets a new form give him a little bit of a makeover but uh, I, I'll tell you these last two trailers that we got um, three if you want to count the Wiglet but we did record since the Wiglet one the one where we got um, Grafii which is Girafferig's new yeah. evolution which I love him it looks cool but my problem with with that with that the trailer was not uh uh, Grafii is not my problem. The problem was we got a 15 minute trailer that gave us nothing new. Yeah. Like we knew everything. It was a yep. waste of my fucking time. And it might have been like a 10 second thing new if that. Like for real, we got a little bit more into the Lex, the Let's Go feature, which is the auto battle, and we got Grafii or not Grafii for Grafferig, Grafferig. I can't, I can't fucking remember. And then, uh, and then we got this new Belly Toad. I think it is his name. We got this streamer who came out. They said, oh, we're getting a new trailer. And then they didn't even show us it. It was they didn't even say the new Pokemon. They said, oh, I got a new one. I'm the electric type leader. Can you guess my partner? And it's like, no, we can't, bitch, because it's not a new it's a new Pokemon. Let us see it. And then randomly two days later, they gave us it in Japanese, no English. And it was this thing called Belly Toad. It looks like the beta version of Politoed before Politoed. It looks like shit. I love what <laughs> they were trying to do here. But oh, my God, these new Pokemon like missed. Missed Wiglet, missed this, missed. I I'm not loving what we're getting here, and uh, my hype is dwindling. I have a weird feeling, a weird feeling that it, besides it, the pig Pokemon, that was the only cool new Pokemon oh, I saw. Looks awesome. Uh, That's it. Am I really not going to put this game in my top three? Am I really? As of right now, I don't even think it comes close. Like Legends Arceus is my game of the year right now, and it's it's still it still is. But like Ragnarok, Sparks of Hope, 
Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Scarlet and Violet even comes close, to be we'll, honest. We'll see. I mean, like, these trailers are not representative of what the game's going to look like. And don't get me wrong. The 15 minutes of what I saw were great, and I'm super excited about that. But you just wasted my time. Don't tell me we're getting a brand new trailer. Don't show me that it's 15 minutes and then give us literally nothing new. You've explained nothing. Oh, cool. We get to craft TMs now. Awesome. Like, that's nothing new. RPGs have done that for a very, very long time. I don't need that. So where I'm at is it's a new Pokemon generation. I'm over the moon excited. Pokemon's my favorite thing on, on planet Earth. Like I'm so, so very excited. But what they have shown me over the last two trailers has done nothing to increase that. Yep. So am I down on it? No. Am I? Oh, my God. I'm counting down the days. No, I'm just going to buy it the day it comes out. By the way, I went to a GameStop today to purchase sparks of hope. And I said to the man very kindly, who, by the way, he gave me two codes for Volcanion and, and, and uh, Genesect. So I have two of the mythical codes. I gave one to Jim Nugabauer. Um, thank, thank you. I want to pre-order Scarlet and Violet. I want to pre-order the double pack and I'd like to pay for it up front. Motherfucker said, nah, for whatever reason, Nintendo and the Pokemon company has, uh, has n- closed pre-orders. For the goddamn double pack. Wow. I'm shit out of luck. So you can't even get Amazon. I tried Amazon. They're out. I tried direct from Nintendo. They're not doing it anymore. So I have missed my window. It's on me. You know, I missed the window to pre-order this game the way I want to pre-order it. So now I have to hope on release day. I go to a store and they have a double pack in stock. And that is just not a way. I it doesn't give you a warm fuzzy, huh? No, I've never missed a double pack on any of these Switch games. You, you so. know what's also interesting? Um, Gotham Knights, I pre-ordered for PS5 on Amazon. It is actually out of stock on Amazon. That's wild. You can <laughs> only gonna, get... The game's going to sell. I mean, it's going to sell fine. You can only... They only have the deluxe version available. So the standard that I got, the Amazon exclusive, is out of stock. It's just weird how... Wow. You know what the guy said to me at GameStop when I said, he goes, yeah, the double pack, you know, you can't get anymore. But if you wanted, you could just pre-order both versions. I was like, thanks. I didn't think it. I didn't think it. Thanks, ass. (laughs) No, (laughs) I want it for the box that says double pack on it. I want it for the the little gift you get inside. Like, I think uh, last time I got a free um, Larvitar in the one and a free whatever in the other, like the the legend or the pseudo legendary base form. Like you get little tiny bullshit. Plus, like in 10 years, I want the box that says double pack on it. I don't want two individually wrapped games. So yeah. that's neither here nor there. Again, that's on me for waiting as long as I did. I just don't go to retail stores like ever anymore. So there's that. I uh I'm still I'm still so excited. And don't be surprised if it it is my number one, number number two or three. Don't be surprised because I'm gonna wait till I play this game an open world Pokemon game with three stories. I can't wait, but these last two trailers have done literally, literally nothing to move that needle. And the last story we have in gaming could be the best story we have in gaming. A Mm -hmm. new crash game will be unveiled at the game awards on December 8th. Now, while that wasn't confirmed, 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 it was confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. I mean, uh, it, it, it makes sense that the the newest game that it did the sales were really good, so it makes sense. Well, here's the thing. Well, by the way, Toys for Bob is. Uh, I mean, they're not a thing anymore. They they got sucked into Blizzard, so they're doing uh, like Diablo and shit now. But 
they just hi- they're looking for an animator. I wouldn't be shocked if they come back to the table for maybe a Crash Five or a Spyro or a Tony Hawk again. We'll we'll see when we get there. But um, or that was Vicarious or Tony. But regardless, so how this was confirmed was um, the Crash Bandicoot Twitter page put out a or maybe they even sent a bunch of creators pizzas, or Domino's or some shit. And you know how like Papa John's or Domino's, they put that label on the box that has like your name and phone number and social security number. Yeah. And like firstborn child's name and all that. So like they, they put a picture up of that and it said on the receipt, the items that were purchased were crash Four. the next one was is coming. The next one was to steam. The next one was on October 27th. And like, that's if you look closely, that's how you'll get the news because it was on the receipt and people were very quick to pick that up. But what people weren't quick to pick up was their special promo at the bottom of the receipt uh, where it said, be sure to take advantage of our next special pricing of getting this pizza for $12.08. 12 8 Oh, that's the date of the game awards. Uh, I mean, like, okay, kind of cryptic. I dig it. They did I like a little that. cryptic thing, but anybody like with half it. a brain picked up that no pizza sells for $12.08 and what's 12.08 the game awards. So the nice. second part of this is like what are we getting? Well, I would not expect Crash 5. I would not expect a single player thing. This is going to be a multiplayer game. Simple as that. If it's going to be Wampa League, it's going to be Wampa League. If it's going to be Crash Party, it's going to be Crash Party, but expect a multiplayer centric Crash game, but still the the positive here is in 2022, December no less, Crash Bandicoot's alive. And that's a damn good thing. We're here for it. Yeah. Sam, take us home, man. Bring us home with your, what, CGC Spotlight? Yep. CGC Spotlight this week. Um, it's newest pickup. This uh, month. The, yeah, this month from the, the Shortbox app. Again, download it. Android, Apple. It's free. Shortbox app. It's the easiest, safest way to buy and sell graded comics. I got Batman number six. This came out in April 2012, a little over a year or 10 years ago. This is a 9.8 white pager, a Scott Snyder story, Greg Capullo art and cover, and a Jonathan Galaplin art. CGC doesn't note it, but this is technically the first full appearance of the Court of Owls. I mentioned earlier with um, Gotham Lights for the game that one of the main reasons I'm getting the game is that it follows the Court of Owls, probably my, you know, probably the most recent, my favorite Batman rogues Court of Owls town. I think it's it it's so deep the storyline of they've been in Gotham for years and how Bruce finds out and and basically they almost destroy him and Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo this run was fantastic um I had to I think this was I have you know Batman 2 3 I think 4 and now 6 so I believe I got like the cameos the first appearances the full appearance so I feel like I have the main appearances of the Court of Owls so this is the last one I needed in 9 8 uh, shout out to my buddy Steve Bataholic on IG. He actually has this cover tattooed, I believe, on his right arm. It is such a sick cover by Greg Capullo. There are 483 copies on the census. I thought there would be a lot more. I'm not going to lie. There's only 188 9.8s, none graded higher. So obviously being having the highest grade is always good. 129 9.6s and 81 9.4s. Again, this book for me is obviously if you bought it, you read it, your collection is great. But if you're going to get a graded copy, I feel like it's either a 9.8 or bust just because it's it's only 10 years old. It's not the oldest book. So if you're a Batman fan, Court of Owls, Batman 6 must have in your collection. I wasn't going to 
I was going to say two hours plus, but we didn't. We made it under two. I'll take it. It, it. it felt good to be back, though, brother. Yeah, it did. And I would imagine, ladies and gentlemen, our next episode won't be till the end of November. <clears throat> probably a little over a month from now. Um, strictly because we have Ragnarok, we have Scarlet and Violet and stuff like that coming out. So we'll, you know, we're going to have to sit on. Yeah, with that Thanksgiving coming up, so yeah. we'll have to figure out some kind of. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll make it work somehow. There's there's a will, there's a way. And and hey, we always said too, doesn't have to just be one. So there's room yeah. for there's room for yep. extra. We're here to do that for you. But again, we we miss you. We truly do. We're so excited for this new direction. But at the same time, it's cool to be back. It's nice to be talking, and it's going to be great to be up till one o'clock editing again. I have not missed that shit at all. And and the Sixers lost by two. Sixers lost by two. Union won their playoff game. There you go. Some good news. And the Phillies will be starting, by the time you listen to this, tonight, 7.30 at the bank. Three straight days of mayhem at the bank. Let's go. Everybody, thanks for being back with us. We miss you. We'll see you next month for the November episode. Baltimore Comic Con. Here I come. Ah!